Welcome to the latest edition of the CHL Top 10 show presented by Kia. As always, I'm Scott Van Kunit, and this week I chat with the OHL's leading scorer and a recently returned Arizona Coyotes forward. First, New York Islanders prospect Matt Maggio tells us how the Spitfires have proved the doubters, including me, wrong this year, and what adding guys like Brett Harrison and Shane Wright do for the room. Then, Seattle Thunderbirds forward Dylan Gunther shares what it's like being back in the WHL, going to a team with so many familiar faces, and the similarities between this club and his WHL championship winning Oil Kings from last year. Here's Matt Maggio. My first guest today leads the OHL with 41 goals and 84 points in just 49 games. He's a New York Islanders prospect from the Windsor Spitfires, Matt Maggio. Matt, how you doing today? I'm good. Yourself? I'm pretty good. Uh, off the hop, you know what? I, I, I got to apologize because at the start of the year, I said that losing Wyatt Johnson, losing Will Cooley, you know, Parrott, D'Amico, Hano would be too much for the Spitfires to overcome. And I didn't think you'd be where you are now. But here we are. It's the middle of February. You guys are on a seven-game winning streak. The 10th ranked team in the Kia CHL top 10 rankings. I got to know, how have you guys been able to overcome all of that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, uh, losing losing a good chunk, chunk of our core uh, wasn't easy, but um, I think it kind of just shows why we were so good last year. Uh, when our when a guy on our fourth line, uh, like Oliver Peer, uh, is having a 50-point season right now, um, it kind of just shows the depth that we had last year. And obviously, when you have uh, superstars in the league like Wyatt Johnson and Will Cooley, uh, some other guys are, are going to get uh, a, a little buried behind them. And uh, I think there's just a lot of good examples of that on this team here. And um, we've had a lot of guys step up. I mean, um, you, you look at our 06s, uh, Liam Greentree, uh, the season that he's having uh, from a second rounder, almost unheard of. Uh, Anthony Cristoforo is unbelievable. Um, and I think just some great acquisitions from, from our GM who uh, really couldn't have done a better job. Uh, I mean, obviously you bring in, uh, the big guys, Harrison Wright, uh, D'Antino Castle. But uh, over the last year, he, he's made uh, some smaller moves, like getting Christopoulos, uh, Millette, uh, Costanzo, uh, Anuska, Rana, kind of just um, the, the core guys that we have now are, are, are mainly uh, from, from Bill Bowler uh, and the magic that he kind of uh, had to put in. Well, we'll get into some of those trades in, in a little bit here, but you know, like you guys lead the CHL with 250 goals for, it's almost half a goal more per game this year. So I guess that just shows how deep and, and well-balanced you guys are on your attack. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, playing under Mark Savard, I mean, he was a really offensive guy in the NHL and uh, he does a great job with, with kind of letting us uh, have free reign over, over what we want to do and being creative uh, in the offensive zone with the puck. And uh, I think that kind of just shows uh, when, when you watch our games, guys aren't, aren't afraid to make mistakes. And uh, we have a lot of skill on our team that um, it's not just one line that's, that's going to be clicking every night. I think there's, there's three or four lines that on any given night, any one of our lines could, could be the top line. And I think that's what, that, what makes us so special and, and kind of hard to stop. Mark seems like a pretty passionate guy. What's uh, it's his second season behind the bench. What's it's been like uh, being coached by him and, and what kind of a coach is he? Yeah, I think it's, it's honestly unbelievable. Uh, you grew up uh, watching him and uh, Boston and, and those cup runs that they had. And I, I think to have him behind the bench is pretty cool. And 
uh, kind of just the insight to the game that, that he has is, is really special. And uh, I think he's such a player's coach. Um, we love playing for him. And I think when you have a guy that uh, your players really want to go out there and win for you, uh, it makes, it makes a special environment out there. And uh, we, I couldn't be happier that, that he's my coach. He, he gives me a lot of freedom to kind of do the things that I want to do on the ice and, and trust me, but uh, is also, also working on things that, that are going to get me ready for the pro level. So uh, he's definitely a player's coach, but, uh, but, he, but he's firm when he has to be. Well, let's go into that a little bit more. Like your first two seasons in the league, you had 21 points. Now, not full seasons, but you had 21 points. In your last eight games this year, currently, you've had 21 points. So how has Mark helped your game as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, I think that uh, when I was younger, um, I wasn't really sure. Uh, I was on some really good teams. Uh, my first year at Ottawa, we went to the finals, uh, so I didn't really play much there. And then uh, my second year, I think we were we were really underrated good uh, up front. I mean, we had guys, uh, Foodie and Cooley, who are, are, are both in the pros uh, playing on the third line, and uh, it was definitely tough. So, um, yeah, obviously my, my first two years, I didn't really excel, but uh, I think coming into last year, um, he really wanted to push for for my production and see if it was there. And uh, I think he's kind of taught me some things on how to increase that. Uh, he he really likes when I drive the net and, and get to the middle of the ice. Uh, I think I think when I was younger, I kind of liked to be a little bit more of a perimeter player, and and now I I see the net and I try to drive for it. So uh, he's definitely helped me out, but uh, not just offensively. I think he's he's also on me defensively and. Um, just being a good leader as well. How do you make that change from being a, a perimeter player into a guy that, you know, is confident driving the net and, and making those plays? Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's uh, it's definitely kind of the, the stuff behind the scenes that really helps with that, where uh, I had a lot of time to kind of work on it during COVID, uh, work on the things that I knew I needed to work on. I knew I needed to get faster uh, get stronger. And, um, I really wanted to work on my shots. So I think coming into that, that last year, uh, I knew I needed to start taking pucks to the net and, and kind of just trusting my abilities. I think, uh, confidence is kind of a, a funny, funny thing where, um, it, it's tough to get, but once you get it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's pretty tough to lose. So, um, yeah, I, I think coming in, uh, he really worked with me on, on kind of just trusting my skill set and, and trusting the player that I am. And I think ever since I've done that, it's definitely helped. Well, you're a Tecumseh guy, and this year you get named captain of the Windsor Spitfire, so your hometown team. Uh, what did that mean to you? Yeah, I, I, it honestly, it's it's a dream come true. Uh, growing up, I was five or six, and my dad would work with the team, and uh, I, I'd be running around the hallways just obviously idolizing the, the players and uh, being able to, to grow up watching back-to-back -back Memorial Cup teams, uh, the guys that they had. Um, obviously Taylor Hall, Adam Henry, Ryan Ellis, uh, the guys like that. So um, it, it was kind of uh, a great place to grow up and, and such a great culture that uh, to be able to be a part of now is really special. And obviously to wear that C is a dream come true. Uh, it comes with a lot of responsibility, but uh, I think I, I kind of enjoy it and I thrive off it. So um, it, it is uh, kind of a fever dream, but I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Do you embrace the pressure of, of playing at home and, and having that extra, those extra eyes on you all the time? Yeah, I think I do. I think it's, it's pretty special. I mean, not many, not many guys get to play at home, maybe 
maybe twice, three times in their OHL career over, over a four or five year span. And I get to do it almost every Thursday night. So I think it's, it's really special. And uh, I mean, my family's the only reason I'm here. So kind of just uh, to be able to, to give back and, and let them watch me and um, kind of give them all, all the success that I've had and, and be able to share it together while living at home is, has been super special. And um, uh, obviously living at home is, is pretty, pretty surreal. I mean, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I'm, I'm still in my same childhood bedroom. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they've, they've done a really good job of, of keeping me, me grounded and uh, always working, working harder. And uh, Perka living at home is I have a shooting room in the basement. So uh, every night, I think it's, it's pretty fortunate that I get to go down there and, and shoot some pucks. Yeah, parents are definitely good at keeping you even keel. You know, they'll never let you get too high or too low. For sure. Uh, how would you describe the Spitz team this year? Like you guys obviously had that great run last year, losing game seven to the Bulldogs in the final. Uh, how are you guys similar? How are you guys different? Yeah, I think we're similar in kind of the style that we like to play where we're super offensive and uh, we have a lot of guys that, that can put the puck in the net and uh, we like to play fast. We like to be quick in transition and uh, really use our speed and our skill to, to, to beat teams like that. But I, I think we've shown it a few times this year where uh, we can also we can also add grit to our game, and uh, I think guys like like Holmes and uh, Renwick who can who can kind of step up on a guy and Sobolev he's injured right now, but uh, some guys that can lay the lumber. So when you add a team that that has uh, a lot of speed and skill plus plus grit, it's it's kind of scary to stop. And uh, obviously last year, uh, I think it's kind of a, a similar team. Um, obviously you don't you don't have Wyatt Johnson this year um which which was a huge loss but uh he's doing great in the nhl so so happy to see that but um yeah I, I think last year we were a team that um we were really top heavy and and we had some some superstars and i think this year uh we're, we're really even balanced out i mean uh there's a guy on any night that, that could be the guy to get it done uh so i think that's what that makes this group really special as as you prepare for the playoffs this year how valuable now was that run last year, especially with the amount of guys that are back from last year's team? Yeah, I think it's, it's, um, you, you can't really buy that. So, uh, coming into this year, we, we were all one game away. Uh, we went the full way. Uh, we had some tough series. We went to game seven against Flint. We were able to win that, uh, kind of just to see what that was like to win a game seven, um, was, was unbelievable. And then, uh, I think getting so close and, and coming up short was was something that uh, obviously stuck with us and stuck through the summer. And um, I, I know it was a tough summer for a lot of guys to kind of overcome that, but it just made us, us so hungry as a group. And uh, I think it showed right away this year. Uh, we came out of the gates flying, and that's a big reason why is that uh, we want revenge for what happened last year, and we're coming we're coming to be on the other side of that ice uh, when the championship comes out. Not only that, like on the ice, but maybe off the ice, help you guys prepare a little bit more for the, the long run, the recovery, the rest that you guys need to be able to have and do throughout a, a long run like that? Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the playoff run that we had last year, we were going uh, halfway into summer there. So I, I think we all know kind of what it takes to win. And I think it's the little things that, that our group is so special at. I mean, um you go after practice 20 minutes on any given day and there's still 10 guys, 15 guys out there shooting pucks and, and working on little things, picking up rims off the wall, uh, working with the coaches one-on-one, -on -one. our goalies are still out there. And I think it's kind of the, just the culture that, 
uh, we've kind of tried to create in Windsor, uh, honestly, from from ownership down to to really build a, a winning culture. And I think when when we got all the way last year, uh, we we really learned a lot of things and uh, trial and error, see what works. And um, I, I think it's kind of shown flown into this year where uh, we kind of know what it takes during playoffs. Obviously, it's a grind, but um, I think we're we're really prepared for for. Uh, how to take care of our bodies and take care of our minds and, and kind of get through that playoff run again. You got, you know, I think it's about 17 games left in the season now. What kinds of things do you guys need to or want to fine tune before that playoff run starts? I think we're we're really honing in on our, our defensive game. I mean, I think uh, it shows that we can we can score with anyone. Um, but, but if we want to be a, a team that wins in playoffs, um, we, we really have to to dial in our defensive game. And I think that's something that uh, you're really going to see in the next few games here is uh, we're really going to try to try to limit uh, other teams' chances and uh, really be good defensively uh, to kind of uh, co-play with that, that offensive uh, splash that we have. Well, you, you mentioned it earlier, um, you know, a few trades were made, a couple of the bigger pieces, uh, you know, GM goes out and gets Brett Harrison from Oshawa. And then a little bit later brings in Shane Wright from, uh, I guess we could say the World Juniors, Seattle, uh, you know, we could say a number of places. But what does it mean? What does it say to the room when guys like that get brought in at the deadline? Yeah, um, deadline's always a, a stressful time for anyone. Uh, you don't really know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, uh, there's a chance we could have been sellers, buyers, and uh, then our GM goes out and, and, is a full out buyer and buys kind of the biggest piece that I think you could get in the OHL this year in Shane, right. And um, obviously it kind of just, it's reassurance. Uh, we were in a good spot at the deadline, uh, but, but in playoffs, you, you really need a lot of reinforcements. So uh, to be able to bring in guys uh, like we did this year, kind of just shows that, that our GM and our own ownership and our coaching staff really believe in us as a group to get it done. And I think that says a lot in it. Uh, we're obviously really grateful that, that we're in a spot where uh, they really think that we can win. And uh, in, in the locker room, we know that we can win. And uh, we're kind of excited to, to go on this playoff run and show that. Were, were there any conversations with you guys or maybe just the leadership group about, hey, if you guys get to here, you know, we're going to look to add or we're going to try to bring in guys? Or what do you think about if we brought in, like, did they have any conversations like that with you guys? Uh, yeah, some little things. I mean, uh, I know that, that before the deadline, we were playing really understaffed. I mean, I think we were playing with like nine forwards, 5D or something like that. And uh, we were on the road. So uh, it was definitely tough. And uh, Savard would kind of hint at it. Uh, if you guys have a good weekend, um, maybe maybe something will happen this week. So obviously that gave us a little added incentive to, to go out and have a good weekend. And uh, we were lucky enough that, that we went on a a good a, a good stretch there and um obviously uh our our gm saw that and uh made the moves necessary to to kind of put us in in, in the best spot possible how long does it take for for you for the other guys in the top six to get comfortable when when you're bringing in other guys like that yeah i, I mean obviously uh chemistry is kind of kind of a thing that that needs to be worked on but uh when you're bringing in top top end guys like that I mean it, it almost feels so natural to play with them and um, you bring in a guy like Harrison who uh, I think is one of the smartest players in the league um, it, it was almost just instantly where I, I was like I couldn't believe 
uh, kind of how well we, we read each other and he's been, he's been so fun to play with. And then obviously with Shane, uh, he's, he's been, he's been everywhere NHL experience, world juniors experience. So he kind of has that experience and, uh, slotting him into the top six is obviously uh, a really good thing. And it's kind of just the little things that he does. He's so good defensively and, and good on draws and stuff like that, where, uh, I, I think a lot of the guys try to pick up on and uh, if he's a guy that's that's going to be back checking as hard as he can uh, up six one or seven one I think that that kind of sets a message for, for the other guys contagious for everybody else for sure what we know what they bring on the ice what do what do they bring off the ice like how long does it take them to get comfortable with you know potentially stepping up and saying something or is it like you said just more on ice stuff right now and and you know look at me follow what i do yeah i mean i think right away um we have so much respect for the guys that we brought in i mean we brought in jacob holmes a captain of sudbury and he's been a great leader for us already and he's a guy that that in the room is going to be vocal and uh i think a lot of the guys i mean everyone respects him uh a lot we we all know that he was a captain where he was so i think that's pretty special when you can bring in another captain like that and then obviously uh shane was a captain at, at world juniors so uh it's kind of a group full of leaders uh that that we kind of have going on here and uh, everyone really respects each other and wants to see each other succeed so when you have a room where uh, you can bring in uh that many captains and that many leaders and and have a really good strong group a uh, group that loves to hang out with each other and, and enjoy time together off the ice. I think that's, that's something that's really special. Seems like the Spits are having a lot of fun this year. I want to go back to December 15th. Uh, do you know which game I'm talking about? I think. I don't know what one for <laughs> sure, but I can, uh, I can guess. At, at home against the Erie Otters, you score a career-high five goals. Um, would you, first, what do you think of Chris McLeod's uh, goal call on your hat-trick goal? Maggio looking for the trick left side. Maggio backhand, oh. and he's got it. It's a Maggio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. I mean, obviously, uh, that night, that night was definitely really special, and um, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. I mean, it was kind of funny the way that it all happened, um, where I came out, and uh, one of my best friends uh, from home is Anieri, and uh, all all his family was out and uh, my family came out. So it was kind of, kind of cool to have them out. And um, then, then the game starts and, and I, I just kind of scored right away. So uh, whenever you can score your first shot of the game, I mean, you're, you're going to be feeling good about the rest of the game. Uh, and then I, I kind of finished that, that first period, I think with a hat trick. Uh, but at the end of the period, I get hit pretty hard. I pass the puck and I get hit. I head into the room and I'm like, Oh, pretty banged up. And so I kind of felt out of it for a little bit there in the second period. And um, I go out and, and I wasn't even kind of really processing what happened in the second period, but uh, obviously to get two more on top of a hat trick was, was pretty special. And Is he going to do it again? Maggio! I think it makes it even more special that all my family members were out there. Yeah, that's awesome to be able to have them so close. The Islanders. Getting getting drafted this summer, were you expecting it? Did it come out of the blue? How exciting was it? Yeah, it was. It was obviously uh, everyone dreams of getting drafted in the NHL, and uh, it definitely felt like a dream that day. Um, 
being being an older guy like myself, I didn't really want to keep any expectations of, of what was going to happen at the draft this year. So I kind of came in and after not being selected uh, my first time around, I really just wanted to keep kind of an even head and uh, whatever happens, happens. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, everyone's going to be pushing for an NHL contract and that's just the start of it. Everyone, uh, you want to play in the NHL. So uh, this is kind of just a stepping stone and but be, to be able to be drafted to a team like New York, I mean, uh, I think that's so special. Lou Lamarillo, the, the resume that he has and uh, kind of how declarated he is and, and kind of just the culture there on Long Island and, and the teams that they've had. Uh, I don't think I could be happier to go to a place uh, other than Long Island. So I think I'm really excited to, to get started there. What was their message to you heading into this season? Like what types of things did they want to see you work on to, you know, once you, well, in your last year? Yeah, I think uh, they, they kind of sat me down and had a good talk with me about about what they wanted to see. And, and I think they told me they did a good job of uh, telling me that, that it's not really all about points, that I'm going to have some easy nights where you're, you're getting three or four points, but uh, to kind of really focus on on the little things that are going to succeed at the pro level and really prepare myself to be an NHL player. So I think I, I've really tried to work on that throughout the year, uh, just the little things of um, – really being good defensively, being good on pucks, uh, blocking shots on the penalty kill, um, all my wall work. So I think that's something that they've really wanted to see. And uh, I've really, I think I've done a, a good job so far this year of uh, kind of improving that every day. How often do you, uh, do you, do you talk to them throughout the season? Yeah, I think they, they do a great job. Uh, Rod Pelly and Eric Cairns, uh, both player development guys, they've uh, they've been out a, a ton over the over the course of the year. Uh, I think I've I've got to go for lunch with with both of them a few times each. So I think that's really special uh, to be able to do that every three weeks and um, or two three weeks and and just be able to touch base and talk with someone. And I think they're uh, they're so supportive of kind of everything. And uh, obviously, uh, as a player, I think I know when I play good or bad. But they're kind of just there to could kind of tell me the little things and uh, kind of just talk to me and support me in any way they can. And I think they've done a great job of that. And uh, to be able to do video with them has been uh, instrumental too. So I, I think they're, uh, they're doing a great job and I, I couldn't be more happy. How, how much have you started following the Islanders since being drafted by them? Yeah, definitely a, a good amount. I was, I was watching them last night and uh, I think every time I come downstairs, my parents have it on. So uh, definitely a good amount, and uh, obviously uh, with with their uh, their recent trade for Bo Horvat, I mean that's uh, that's pretty exciting for for the fan base there in Long Island, and uh, pretty exciting uh, to be able to to hopefully uh, meet him at camp this year and uh, kind of see see what he's about. It is definitely going to be cool. Bo's a a Rodney guy, so what that's about an hour away from you. Yeah, an hour and a bit away, and um, from what I know, we have the same skating coach, so. Uh, hopefully uh, get some get get some skating uh, done this summer with him I think that'd uh, that'd be pretty cool for sure well like I like I said it's your it's your final year in the CHL in the OHL have you taken an opportunity to kind of look around and and you know soak some stuff in maybe some of the venues or or whatever just knowing that it's it's your last go here yeah I have I mean I think all the boys think I'm a bit crazy uh, every place I've been going to, I've been taking a, a quick video of the place and um, kind of just showing off the rinks and, and kind of just saving them for later. I think uh, I think I'm really just grateful and, and soaking in these last few months here 
but but just to be able to to go uh, on a farewell tour, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, um, I think the, the OHL is such a great league, and so many players have come through there, and to be able to play in it for for four or five years uh, was was definitely a dream come true. And uh, I don't think there's a better place to play uh, if you want to make the NHL than than the CHL, the OHL. So I think really just soaking it in and uh, really being being grateful for these last uh, few months here. Is it kind of surreal that it's been five years already? Yeah, um, obviously with COVID, it, it kind of uh, put a dent in that. So it feels like two years and then two years. But uh, yeah, when, when people say you've been in the league for five years, I'm, I'm like, I don't know how uh, people are saying that. I, I don't look too old, I don't think. Uh, the facial hair ain't there yet. But uh, yeah, when people say you've been in the league for five years, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. And to think about uh, where I was five years ago, uh, just being scared every time I got on the ice to, to where I am now, I think it's it's pretty cool kind of kind of how it's all happened and uh, just being able to play in this in this league for five years. I mean, not not many guys get to say that. So I, I think I'm just uh, it's it's pretty cool and uh, puts a smile on my face, obviously. Well, this weekend you've got uh, you've got Flint, you've got Mississauga and you've got London. What do uh, what do the Spits need to do to, to keep your winning streak going? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, obviously the winning streak's great, but I think we're just focused on playing playoff hockey now. Uh, we're at the, the final push here of the season, and every, every game matters. Uh, we know how, how important that home ice is in, in playoffs, and having to go into Hamilton uh, with, with 13,000 fans for Game 7 obviously was, was really tough, and I think that's something that we know that we, we have one of the better, uh, probably the best fan base uh, in the OHL, and, and our rank is so loud, and uh, talking from from people around the league, they hate playing there. So uh, I think that's something that we really want to push for is to be first first in the league at the end of the year and uh, treat every game like it's a playoff game. Uh, so I don't think there's any team that that we're really going to take lightly. And um, I, I think it doesn't really matter the opponent. It's more kind of working on ourselves and and making sure that we really uh, hone into the little things that are going to work in playoffs. I know you just said it doesn't matter the opponent, but you do have four more games against the Knights. You've got another one against the Sting, you know, both teams that are also gunning for a deep playoff run. So how nice is it to be able to test yourself a few more times against those guys? Yeah, it is for sure. I mean, uh, when we play London, I mean, it doesn't matter uh, kind of what happens. There's always going to be that rivalry there. And um, it, it's always a fun game. Um, we know a lot of them personally. Uh, a lot of the guys uh, work out here in Windsor and, and are from here. So I think it's, it's pretty cool to, to be able to play them. And uh, it makes for a little added, added tension in that game. And it's always a fun game against them. And to be able to do that four more times is, is going to be pretty fun. But uh, obviously, they're a great team as well. And, and we're kind of excited to, to see how we stack up. And uh, obviously, the, the games against them are, are huge. They're four-point game swings each. So uh, we, want, we want to take them all, obviously, and uh, really put ourselves in the best spot possible. And then with Sarnia, uh, we haven't really played them played them in a while, and the last time we played them, I don't think it was uh, even close to our best effort. So I think we we really want to come out and get some revenge against them, and uh, I think uh, we're all definitely really excited for that one as well. And lastly, uh, you, you touched on it a little bit, but just how cool is it? How much fun are you having uh, watching Wyatt Johnston do his thing in Dallas, and even even your your former captain and, and Will Cooley getting in some games in New York this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I got to play uh, a few games with them last year, and when when both of your line mates are in the NHL, it's it's pretty surreal. And I texted them both 
just just so happy for them. I, I think it couldn't happen to two better guys. And um, obviously, why being able to make that team uh, right out of training camp in the year that he's had. I mean, uh, I think some people were surprised, but we weren't at all. I mean, I don't think I've ever uh, played with a player that kind of has the skill set that he has and uh, is as good of a guy off the ice uh, where, where he's so humble and uh, just seems like like he's, he's playing in any other league, but he's playing in the NHL, which is pretty cool. And then obviously Cools, uh, the best captain I've ever, I've ever had. And uh, for him to be able to, to be in New York and, and be in the big apple is, is pretty cool and get some games in there uh, before they load it up was, was pretty special. And I know that he enjoyed that. So uh, being able to still uh, touch base with them every week and, and still catch up is, is something that, uh, yeah, I think I, I really look forward to and, uh, I think they've they've done a great job of helping me and uh, still supporting Windsor, which is which is really cool to see. Awesome, Matt. This has been great. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time with me today. Good luck in the in the push for the playoffs and on your road to the Memorial Cup this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. My next guest is from the third ranked team in the Kia CHL top 10 rankings, recently returned to the WHL after playing 33 games with the Arizona Coyotes this season. It's Dylan Gunther from the Seattle Thunderbirds. Dylan, how you doing today? Good, thanks. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, is it is it weird hearing from the Thunderbirds? I've asked a couple other guys that have gone to contending teams. Is it is it still kind of weird, surreal, even? Yeah, it's uh, it's different. I think playing in Edmonton your whole career, growing up there, and and hearing that, uh, you know, I'm used to that. So to be here. Uh, you know, it sounds a little bit different, but uh, I've been here for about a week now and, uh, you know, it's, it's been awesome. So just continuing to uh, to win games and have some fun. Kind of take me through this this process for you. So you you're in Arizona, you go to juniors, you get to win a win a gold medal with Team Canada in an awesome atmosphere there. Uh, go back to Arizona, you play the month of January there. At what point did you realize that? coming back to the WHL was a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know. I, I, uh, I mean, obviously when I got traded, I, I just said head back there and I got traded. So, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. I didn't really know there was a possibility, but, uh, you know, this is a good spot to be. I think, uh, you know, the staff here and the players have been so welcoming the last week. And, and uh, I mean, a lot, a lot of the guys here are, are from Edmonton, so I'm familiar with a lot of the players and a lot of the older guys. So I think that's allowed the transition to, uh, you know, be a pretty, pretty smooth so far. Yeah, I talked about that with Luke Prokop earlier in the year when, when he first joined the club about uh, the number of Edmonton natives on the team, and and then obviously for you playing with Prokop and Korchinski and Milich and Allen and Doc and and Schaefer at the juniors and Siona, you played with him growing up too, if I'm not mistaken, just yeah. sort of feel like a, almost like a homecoming with so many familiar faces in the room already. Yeah. I mean, that's not like we, what you expect when you get traded, you know, you feel like you're going to a, a brand new, you know, locker room with a bunch of new faces when really, I, I mean, I know a lot of the guys on the team, so it's uh, pretty cool to get to reconnect with some of these guys and, uh, yeah, I think just keep building and hopefully do something special. Well, what were your conversations with um, with Andre Tourini or Bill Armstrong before you came back to Seattle? Yeah, I think just come back and uh, don't waste the days. I mean, it's obviously, uh, it's not the news you want to hear. You don't want to get sent down. You don't want to, uh, 
to to go back to junior. I mean, you're playing in the NHL, and every guy, every guy here, every guy in this league wants to get to that point. So I think uh, it's don't waste the days. Uh, You know, get back here and just continue to grow and and get better every day. I mean, we're in a great spot here. We have uh, you know a really good team and a chance to uh, to you know to go on a deep playoff run. So. I think just continuing to to try to get better, gel with the guys, and uh, just not be complacent and continue to, uh, yeah, just get better. Obviously, Seattle's the team that, that you guys beat in the final last year. Does it make it a little bit weirder pulling on that jersey? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, new jersey, new number. It, uh, yeah, it is a little bit weird uh, Joke around with some of the guys now, but it's still pretty raw. So hopefully, can uh, you know help them uh, win one this year. So you obviously missed the final couple games of uh, of the final last year, and then and then didn't get a chance to suit up in the Memorial Cup. So is it is it nice to be able to you know as a consolation, you're back in junior, but you you still get a chance at a you know maybe a second chance at a Memorial Cup run. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that that's the goal, right? Just to to play in a Memorial Cup and, and try to win that. And it's a, it's a pretty special tournament. And uh, I think just watching it even last year, you can take things away from that. But, uh, you know, we're in February here. We're so far away still. And there's still a lot of things that we got to continue to to work on and get better at. But, uh, you know, as we continue to grow in the right direction, uh, you know, if that were to come, I think that the second time around, you know, you're really prepared and, and ready for it because it is different. I mean, it's you're not breaking teams down in the series. You're playing one game. So it's definitely a little bit of a switch there. Well, you you arrive in Seattle. Like you said, you've been there for about a week. What did uh, what did Coach Odette or, or Bill LaForge, uh, what did they want from you um, for the rest of, you know, the final 18 games of the regular season here? Yeah, I think just just be myself, uh, you know, bring that experience and leadership that I've had, whether it be playing in this league, uh, you know, in the NHL for a little bit at, at the juniors, uh, I think just continue to be me. I mean, what they've built here is, is successful, obviously, and they've had success over the last few seasons. So I'm just coming here and trying to bring, uh, you know, my game and whatever I can off the ice to help this team grow. And and uh, you know, help help some of the young guys out maybe who have questions about it. And uh, yeah, I think just just be myself. Is it easier given the the amount of guys that you're already there and the experiences that you have to come in and and have a voice in that room already? I know some guys want to take a little bit more time because they might not know as many guys. But with the amount of people that you already know there, does that make it easier? Uh yeah, sure. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have a voice. I, I played in the league for a while. I'm an older guy. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's important. I think a big thing for us, too, is, is everyone's got a voice, you know, no matter how long you play. You know, we're all looking to get better. We're all looking uh, to achieve the same goal. So I think that that's important, uh, you know, winning cultures is that everyone's included and everyone, uh, you know, can speak up and, and say, uh, you know, what they think at any given time. With knowing so many guys on in that locker room already, who was the first one to reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I text them first because uh, I text kind of the old group chat in Edmonton and pro cops in it, and I said uh, I'm coming back. So uh, he he knew, and then uh, Siona texts me, and I'm living with uh, Doc, so I I talked to him. So I was I was in contact with a lot of these guys before even, so it uh, just kind of worked out that way. And were any of them giving it to you at juniors saying, hey, come on, come join us? 
<laughs> I mean, uh, not really. I, I don't, I don't know if uh, that was really in hindsight. I think, uh, I mean, obviously there you're, you're focused on, uh, you know, the, the Canadian championship and stuff, but I know that some guys were, uh, were traded after and they, they were talking about a little bit. I, I, uh, I didn't really have an idea I'd be coming back, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm in a good spot here. How does this team that you're on now compare with your championship team last year? Do you see any similarities there? Yeah, I, for sure. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're hard skill. I, I mean, we, uh, we have a lot of skill on the roster, but, uh, we play a hard game. We play physical and I think that we're able to, to play both ways. And I, that's how we were kind of successful in Edmonton. We were able to, uh, to play a hard game when we needed to, and, uh, you know, we could also finish and, and score, uh, you know, late in the game or, or on the power play when we needed to. So, I think that's important, just being able to score uh, timely goals. But, uh, you know, when you're in the playoffs and you're wearing teams down, you got to be physical. And I think that we have that aspect, too. Yeah, going out and getting a guy like Nolan Allen, getting a guy like Luke Prokop certainly adds a, a bit more edge on the back end. And obviously, uh, with the guys that you played with last year, you know how important that is. Yeah, 100%. It's uh, There's still that intimidation factor. And... Uh, you know, when, when you're, uh, when you got footsteps on a guy, you know, they're going to think twice. So I think just, just building that and continuing to wear teams down, uh, even in the regular season, just putting that doubt in their mind. And that's something that I think we bring to the table. Well, what's been the biggest change on the ice for you coming back from I know it's only been three games, but what's, you know, the, is it adjusting to the speed? Are you I, trying not to slow down or, or how do you, like, what's the biggest change for you? Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's the same game. I think it's uh, it's a bit more controlled. And down here, I think you get uh, you know, you obviously have more time with the puck, and you're 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 bigger and stronger, so you're a bit more physical and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just trying to con to push the pace and uh, start some practice, continue to push the pace and practice, and and play fast in the game. I mean, I'm playing with really good players here, so it's. Uh, it's not like it's a drastic change. I think it's just, uh, you know, bringing what we do to the table to help the team be successful. What can you bring to the table that you learned in Arizona this year to bring into the locker room and on the ice? I think uh, just the importance of playing uh, in both ends in the 200 foot game. It, it uh, you know, playing up there, it really changes your perspective. I mean, when you're in junior, you're judging your game off your scoring chances and, and your goals and whatnot but when you're there you know you might not get a scoring chance for three or four games so you have to learn to uh you know judge your game on different aspects uh, getting the puck out uh being hard on the walls i think tracking back hard i think all those little things add up and all those little things lead to uh to good uh winning teams so i think just leading by example that way continuing to uh to play the way that uh, i was playing up there and then just uh you know, with that, trying to add offense down here too. The start to your NHL career, pretty surreal. Like you start off against three original six teams and in Boston, Toronto, Montreal, what was that like? That was crazy. Yeah, Boston, their home opener, my first game. Uh, I mean, you, you can't really pick three better buildings to start off with really. I mean, it was crazy. The atmosphere is there. And uh, yeah, playing there, it's uh, it was special. And that's something that uh, I won't forget. And then in the fourth game of the year, you're in you're in Ottawa and you score your first goal. What was that moment like? Now Michelli to the front, right there they score. 
And guess who? Dylan Gunther with his first National Hockey League goal. Miles says it all. And the Coyotes just going to work. Taking that puck to the net. Low and Dylan Gunther. Look at the hands. Look at the finish. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, obviously, uh, you want to score and and you're thinking about it. It's your first few games. Uh, you want to kind of contribute that way as fast as possible. So it almost feels like uh, a bit of a relief. I mean, it's only four games, but, uh, you know, you want to get it out of the way. So it was, uh, yeah, that was a, a moment I'll never forget. I'll never forget the play and kind of how it developed. And uh, I think just the reaction from the guys and how excited they were for me, it's, uh, it was pretty special. Where's uh, Where's the puck now? Uh, I actually don't know. Actually, I, I think it might still be there. Uh, I think they do like a little mount or, uh, something like that with it on it, but, uh, yeah, had <laughs> a good question. <laughs> uh, December 7th, uh, first game in, in Edmonton in your hometown. Uh, what was that game like for you? I know, uh, the, the oil Kings were in attendance, I believe as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, I remember when I'm younger, I'm saying, you know, I want to play here at Rogers Place. And I got to do that playing with the Oil Kings. And and being an Oiler fan your whole life, you you feel like you know every guy in the other team, even though, you know, they don't know who you are. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. I think that's something uh, I, I won't forget. I mean, we had a tough game. It was the end of a long road trip. And and uh, I mean, they're obviously, a, you know, an offensive dynamo there. So but getting to share the ice with like, David Drysaddle, uh, Nugent Hopkins. Uh, he was a guy, one of my favorite players. He came in a bit earlier than the other two guys, so it was uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And just talking to the Oil Kings as an NHLer was that uh, seem a little bit weird to you? Yeah, yeah. It's going in, seeing the staff, seeing the players. Uh, obviously, a bit of a different team this year, so I. I uh, wasn't familiar with the whole group, but uh, getting to see some of the former guys and, and talking with them, uh, you know, it, it was pretty cool. And and for, for you, you go from playing at Rogers Place all, you know, your entire WHL career, like you, you said, to to going down to Arizona and you're playing in Mullet Arena. What's uh, What was it like at uh, Mullet Arena? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we've had success there and I think uh, – it's different. I mean, it's obviously smaller. It's, uh, but I mean, it, it feels like, it feels like we're crisp there. The ice is good. The boards are lively. It's, it just feels, uh, you know, a bit faster because it's so compact, but no, we have a lot of fun playing there. Uh, the crowds are good. It feels, you know, kind of young and energized and, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been great. Have you had, uh, any time, you know, maybe over the summer to kind of look back at your, your championship run last year, what you've accomplished in the WHL and kind of soak it in? Not really, honestly. I mean, it's been, it was so short. Like when we ended, I think it was like the end of June and and uh, you're off to development camp and I had the injury. So I was just really focused on, on getting ready for the next season. So, uh, I mean, it's been busy. A lot's happened over the last two seasons and, and uh, you know, obviously not complacent, wanting to do more and get better, but I think, uh, you know, it's important to look back sometimes and, and appreciate kind of what you've done and all the people who have helped you get to that point and, and make sure, uh, you know, you're thanking them and really taking time to, uh, 
you know, appreciate your parents, grandparents, and just all the people who supported you, uh, you know, through the tough times too, because, you know, growing up, it's not always easy, so. Did it make that championship run even more special being in your hometown and being able to have more family and friends there with you? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, my parents are at every game. My grandparents are at every game. They're watching every game. And even my younger brother, too, he, he plays hockey and he's trying to make it out to every game. So it's, uh, it was pretty cool. And, and to go through that run and have the Oilers also doing really well and we were doing well, I, I mean, uh, I, obviously a big buzz for them when they're in the playoffs, but I think to kind of share that and uh, have them playing one night and winning and then us playing the next night and, and winning, it, it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. I know we're not in the in the playoffs yet, but the the Kraken are obviously playing well this year. The Thunderbirds are playing well. Pretty good buzz around the city that you've seen so far. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome. We actually went to uh, University of Washington basketball game yesterday, and they went to overtime and won. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think our billets are awesome. You know, they take us around, and they've been super welcoming. It's my first time with billets too, so. It's uh, they they've been great. Uh, the team's been great. The city's awesome. So it's been a lot of fun. Did you ever think in your final year and in, in junior after playing in the NHL that you'd be spending time with Billets for the first time? <laughs> no, I uh, went from living at home and my mom cooking meals to living on my own and uh, a lot of DoorDash. So it's <laughs> nice to uh, you know, be be back with the family and just have a little bit of uncomfortability still and. Uh, no, but they've been great. Like you, like you mentioned earlier, you've got a, you know, it's a different number now. Uh, did you talk to Lambert at all, at all about getting eleven from him? No, I, I didn't. Uh, sometimes I look on the board too, and I see him, and I, I think it's me still, and we're in different spots in the week. But uh, no, it looks looks good on him, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll give seventy one for uh, a run here. I, it's not bad. I don't mind it. <laughs> When you look at the moves that Bill LaForge has done to to build this team into what it is now, like how exciting is that for for you and the rest of the team? Yeah, it's it's great. I think uh, you know when when the upper management's willing to do that and go out and and get really the best players. I think it knows just the buy-in that they have and and the trust that they have ultimately in the core of the group. I think it speaks to. Uh, the returning players and how they've done a great job, uh, you know, the coaching staff and, and kind of the, uh, the culture that they've built. And uh, yeah, I mean, when he's willing to go out and do that and sacrifice uh, picks and whatnot, uh, you know, puts, uh, it puts that trust in the team. So I think he's done a great job. Pretty similar situation to you guys in Edmonton last year. Yeah, for sure. I, we go out and uh, get Luke, get, uh, you know, goals and swords. Uh, and I mean, they're huge pieces of the team. I, I think, uh, you know, you wouldn't trade that for anything. So it was, uh, I mean, we wouldn't have done that without them. So it's, it's, a, it's a big part of our success. 18 games left in the regular season. You only face five teams though. And three of the three of your games are against Kamloops and, and four against Portland. And then we mix in Everett and Tri-City and Victoria in there. Does that, only facing five teams over those 18 games, does that give it more of a playoff-esque feel? Yeah, I didn't even know that, actually. So, um, 
I mean, playing Portland Kamloops, I, I think that does for sure. I mean, those are elevated games. Those are those are games that uh, you know you got to win. So uh, I think that's good. It's 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 fun to play in those games where the where the game's on the line and it's tight, and uh, you know you're playing against best on best. So that's uh, those are the games you want to be in, and I'm sure that those are two teams that we could face, uh, you know, in the playoffs possibly. So. Uh, you know, it's important for us to establish our way early against them and just kind of continue that. Yeah. How important is it to get, you know, some more reps against those top teams that you will more than likely have to face on our road to the Memorial Cup? Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, like I said, they're the games you want to be in and, uh, you know, they're important. You don't just flip the switch when you get to the playoffs. You know, it's a process. You have to continue to do the right things every day. And, and do the right things every game, no matter who you're playing. But I, I mean, when you're playing teams that you're likely going to play again, uh, it's important to kind of put your will on them and almost treat it like a playoff series. Uh, you know, just continue to uh, try to wear them down and uh, don't give them any uh, hope, I guess. How often do you, uh, do you and Gooley and, and neighbors talk about, you know, life in the NHL this year? Yeah, I, I think we have a, a group text that we're talking in, but uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, I played ghouls early and, uh, you know, that was special. And, and I remember playing Jake, uh, you know, pretty recently and, and uh, it was special for us. I mean, I came into the league, he was 17, I was 16 and we played together our whole career. And, um, you know, I kind of looked up to him. He just did everything right. And he was a guy who, uh, you know, was a leader in the room at such a young age and, I remember texting with him after saying, uh, you know, when I was 16, I never would have thought we'd be in this position and playing each other in the NHL. So it, uh, it, it was pretty cool. And, and talking with him after and seeing him over in warmups and, uh, you know, in an NHL jersey, it's uh, that that's that's a pretty cool moment. Well, you guys have uh, Tri-City on Friday night and then a home-and-home home with Victoria over the, the rest of the weekend and into Family Day Monday. Uh, riding a four-game win streak right now. So what do you guys have to do to come out of this weekend on a seven-game winning streak? Play the right way. Um, played against Tri there. I uh, I thought that they, they had a good comeback. They did a good job at, at staying in the game, but uh, we can't let them in the game like that. So I... I think just go out there, play hard in the first, try to take their their hope away, and then just uh, continue that momentum and continue to play the right way into uh, you know the next games. Awesome, Dylan. Thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, good luck in uh, hopefully a long run to the Memorial Cup for you. Yeah. No. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on.